today. I'm just super excited, super jacked. So again, matching, matching, matching stuff here today going on. So uh, again, nothing is planned, but um, today I have a super, super cool guest as you see here, you know, in the background, his name is Ellis Hammond. Uh, I'm just going to run through some bio that I found on a website here. Uh, he basically said that he moved to San Diego, California, immediately out of college to start a Christian nonprofit focused on serving the city of San Diego through leader and spiritual development at the college level. He saw firsthand the challenges, particularly in regards to funding for nonprofits like his own and began, and began to search for his own ways to create wealth in order to support the ventures he has involved in. Ellis is passionate about investing in wealth, producing vehicles for long-term financial growth and life-changing impact. Sounds beautiful, my friend. So happy to have you today on the show. So, so blessed to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. You know, I th you know, pleasure spending these uh, 30, 40 minutes with you today. So can we jump, just jump right in into the real estate? Let's go, man. Yeah. That's what everybody's here for. I know your for. audience is hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's like, Martin, come on, let's, let's start something. So can you just tell them <laughs> the story of yourself again, you know, looking at the bio, maybe more in details. How did you discover real estate investing yeah. in the first place? I was broke, man. Like, it doesn't get much simpler than that, right? Like, you know, you, I just got hungry. I said, we got to figure out ways um, to generate wealth. I, I was working for a nonprofit at the time. So we were raising all of our, our funds that we needed to support our ministry. Um, and a young man that was on our team, this is about four years into our um, kind of our, uh, our ministry here in San Diego. And he came to me and said, man, I'm really struggling right now to buy my groceries. And I, I guess he was asking me for help, but the problem was, man, I couldn't help him. I didn't have, I, I didn't have very many funds ourselves. We were living, you know, pretty much once a month at that time. And um, and that was kind of when I realized, hey, Ellis, I got to get more serious about um, figuring out ways to really create, create and generate income and create wealth for ourselves, for, for, our, for our, the things that we were passionate about, the people that we love. Um, and I had, I actually had some money sitting aside in a mutual fund account, you know, and the thing that was promised was, hey, one day I'll be able to access that money when hopefully it grows to something. Yeah. But that just never set with me, man, because, you know, we had money set aside, but it, it wasn't going to use. There was nothing we could do with it. And it was just the hopes of, hey, one day when we're 60 or 70 years old, we might be able to take 3% of that money a year and begin to use. And, mm -hmm. and I just, that really ate me up. And so I just began to look for a better way to invest. Um, and, you know, long story short, learned about the power of investing in real estate. I'd always thought growing up that you needed to be really rich to start investing in real estate. I went to a two-hour seminar. You know, it was one of those seminars where they try and kind of reel you in so they can sell you a big program. Uh, but it was really helpful for me because it was the first time that I saw average people. You know, they weren't super wealthy. They didn't come from this large net worth um, who were beginning to seriously, you know, build a, um, a life for themselves by investing in real estate. And, and a lot of them were using other people's money to do it. And I realized, like, dang, if they can do it, then I, I, I think I can probably do it as well. So that was when the light bulb went off for me. Wow. Wow. Okay. That, that's awesome. I love, I love what you just said. Again, you had the different perspective on things before. Cause I, I mean, there's a lot of people who are watching right now, probably you, I hope you just shifted their mindset as well, because, you know, I had the same, you know, false perspective. I thought like, you know, start to start a business, like you need money. 
you know, to invest in real estate, again, you need money, like you have to be high net worth individual, like you have to be already successful. And it's all like mm -hmm. false perspectives that you have to break. So uh, I'm, I'm happy totally. that you cleared this up that, you know, you, you can be broke, actually. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. if you, so let's, I mean, can we talk about how I did it then? Because I don't know how it works over there. But I mean, really simply, like we leveraged a family member to do our first deal who essentially they had about 100K they were looking to invest. And we needed that money for a down payment here in San Diego. And so what we did, we just, I went and found a mentor. Like this is, if, if anybody's looking, you need a mentor community. Um, and we can talk about both of those, you know, maybe next. But I went, I went and just telling everybody, hey, I want to buy real estate. I want to buy a, do like, I just heard units. I kept listening to stuff. I was listening to podcasts like yours and just learning about the power of real estate. And I kept hearing people say, buy units, buy multifamily, buy something you can rent out. So that's what we got hungry to do. Found the mentor to help us find a deal. And it was a good project. It was going to take some what we call sweat equity, which is kind of getting your hands dirty to create, you know, value in this property. We found the ugliest house on the nicest block. And we essentially went after it. We got a family investor to put up the money for us. And we earned our part by we moved into that house and we started getting our hands dirty and we renovated the unit and we made things look pretty. And within 11 months, we created about, um, let's see, just under $200,000 in equity. Now we put in about, um, we put in about 50K into that project. So not, you know, I mean, still that was over, you know, $100,000 in equity we created in 11 months. And so we were able to refinance that, pull out that equity and pay back our family investor. And now we own a great cash flowing uh, producing property here in San Diego, California. Awesome. And uh, what, what year was that? That was in 2017. 17. Okay, got it. Okay, so, you know, I would love to just to touch base with um, what you just mentioned. Again, there's a lot of people actually watching right now, they still have a full time job, but they're having like, maybe they're stuck in this, uh, people call it rat race, or, you know, in, in this position where they're like, they're meeting ends, like they're always, you know, making the ends meet. Uh, but they're looking to get involved into real estate. So would you give any advice for people like a starting point where, where they should go and the things that they, they should do to start, you know, and getting involved into real estate? Yeah, man, I would just say it comes down to your why, you know, what do you, what do you actually want real estate to do for you? Do you want it to be your job? Like, would you actually like to be a full-time real estate entrepreneur or, you know, I think there's this promise of, you know, Oh, invest in real estate because of the cash flow and passive income or whatever. And all that is true. But I think, I think there's this subtle, I don't know, we'll call it a lie that you have to become a real estate entrepreneur in order to do that. And I, I just don't think that's the case. I don't think a lot of people are cut out for being a real estate entrepreneur. Um, the work that entails, it, you know, it just, it, it's, it's really not that fun to deal with tenants all the time. And um, so, you know, that's why I like the world of syndications, which is we're dealing with larger commercial real estate. And essentially we can begin to pool money together and leverage the expertise of other operators. Me specifically, I don't like operating real estate. So what I have done is I've created a niche to essentially take my fundraising background in the nonprofit. And essentially I've just put together a network of investors like myself who want to invest in real estate. And then I'll go to a, a strategic operator bar and say, Hey, we have about a million dollars in funding we're ready to be a part of your deal. The nice thing about the syndication model is that myself and our investors, we can take advantage of the benefits of owning real estate without actually having to take on any of the risk or the responsibility. 
So, so that would be my first thing to say, like you can actually invest in real estate without becoming a real estate entrepreneur. The second thing I would say, if you're saying, no, like I don't, you know, I don't have 50 grand right now to put into my, to put into a syndication deal. Cause that's typically about what you're going to need to invest in a, a project like that. And you're saying, no, I need to kind of get a little more bootstrapped with it. Um, find a mentor. Like that is the biggest advice I can give to somebody starting out because you don't know what you don't know. And the fastest way to accelerate your growth is to find a mentor or, men, you know, mentors, the community, which, you know, I, I, we actually didn't read this in my bio. We started a mastermind for specifically Christian real estate entrepreneurs. It's a virtual mastermind called Kingdom Capitalist because what I've learned in my growth is like nothing has happened. Like really nothing has happened to me in my life, Martin, especially in the real estate game without uh, without somebody else, like it's always been a connection. You know, when I met somebody, and I was able to partner with somebody that has always taken me to the next level. And so I just believe in this power of building relationships and doing this with other people is the fastest way to accelerate your growth. And so find somebody who is where you are and figure out how to work for them for free and help them out. Yeah, yeah, definitely great words. Well, every business involves people. I mean, you know, like in this day and age, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, they, they're looking to travel the world, be solopreneurs and kind of, uh, you know, do everything by themselves. It doesn't sound like a business yeah. to me. Like, you, you know, to have a business, that means you have to have people, have to have relationships. Again, you know, in the business, you know, where you have people, relationships, that's where the problems comes up because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that's where you clash with people. So, again, there's pluses and minuses there, but like you need people. You need to build those relationships to get to the next levels. And, you know, you probably have countless of these, you know, in your years of, you know, investing and, you know, that that's how you come up, you know, in, in the real estate business, you need those relationships. So what about investing into apartment communities right now at this moment? Because everybody talking, the experts so-called say, oh, we are in the top of the market right now. So. Okay, so should I wait it out and kind of wait for the crash and go and collect the ones who are actually uh, going to be selling the apartments, you know, and just, you know, should I wait it out and, and buy it then or yeah. should, should I buy now? Like, what, what's, what, what do you think? What's the answer? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we're buying now. So, I'm, you know, I'm on, the, I'm on the fence that we should be buying now. There's a couple of reasons for that is, you know, back in the worst crash of ever, like that we've ever seen, I mean, in any of our lifetimes, happened in 2009, 2010, the large multifamily space had less than a 1% default rate. So there's not like, you know, on the single family side, if you're storing up enough capital, maybe you can buy some single family assets. There'll be plenty of those if there's ever something like that again to happen. If, you know, they're, again, but even the way they're, the lenders are lending money now, it's not the same, right? So like you actually have to have money or income in order to buy a house these days. You didn't have, have that in 2008, anybody stated income, right? So that, that's what happened. Um, but in commercial real estate, again, historically 1% default rate. So there's not like there's going to be this big slew of apartment complexes that come on the market. And there's a couple of reasons why. First, it's a sophisticated asset class. Like, like you just said, you can't just wing this thing. You have to have a lot of money in order to buy apartment deals. And so people with money are not investing their money with stupid people right? These are very competent business owners yep. who are investing in apartment complexes. Um, Long-term debt. Most people, 
it, you know, that, that, that did get in trouble is because they didn't have a long-term debt in place. And so as long as you're buying an apartment complex, which mostly those we're doing right now have 10-year terms on them, as long as you can cover your debt through a market downturn, you're going to be okay. And that's the other beautiful thing about multifamily right now is that people are, need a place to live. And the, the baby boom generation here in the United States or the older, couple, older folks who are beginning to kind of, you know, looking to sell off their home and move into something more simple like an apartment complex, the millennial generation, which is the second largest population here in the U.S., has the largest debt crisis in history, right? So they can't afford to buy a single family home. So the demand for multifamily is there as well. And so kind of those three factors for me, it's like if you can find a good deal that's outperforming the stock market, why would you keep your money in cash? Um, unless you just are, your plan is, hey, I'm going to, you know, hopefully things turn down and I have enough cash to um, to really do well. But but people got to remember, you know, you, you don't buy, if, they, if we do hit a recession, you, you don't, you're not just buying all of a sudden. You still have to wait for that thing to curve out and begin to, to start going up again. So that could be three, four years. So you're just going to keep your money in cash for that long, right? And our deals, we, we have a 2x multiple, meaning your money doubles in yep. five years. So by the time you buy that first place, you could have doubled your money is, is kind of what my, I tell folks. So that's my idea of what I think we should do. It's what I'm doing with my money. Um, but people are different. They have their own preferences. And uh, multifamily is definitely, definitely not the only way to build wealth in real estate. Um, it is kind of a trend right now. And I think people should be aware of that, that when anything is a trend, when, you know, as even Warren Buffett's advice, when everybody's doing one thing, do the other. And so a lot of people are focused on multifamily. So there's no doubt people are overpaying for it um, mm -hmm. and are trying things that, that they may get caught with their pants down. And so just be aware of that. And uh, so there's no doubt to have caution in this space right now because it's yep. a very popular, trendy thing to do. Definitely. Yeah. I love what you just said because I see like in these Facebook groups and anybody who's watching, if you're part of multifamily or property, you know, any real estate groups, you see like investors popping out like mushrooms, like every day. So, I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a good sign. I mean, more people are getting awake and kind of alert, looking for that exit strategy for themselves from that job and from that, you know, dead end that will, you know, give them that freedom in life. So it's a good thing. But again, uh, like you have to be cautious. Again, you have to have a right team in place. You have to get your, you know, education and knowledge in place and like relationships. So there's a lot of, you know, moving pieces and parts and it's particularly in this education business. It's not that easy, you know, as it sounds. It sounds fancy and nice at the surface level, but, uh, you know, you, you have to do your own, you know, due diligence of work. So yeah. what about investing into properties? What will, will be your perfect um, investment criteria you know because you talked about it's kind of a recession proof uh properties you know multifamily. you know so what will be what what is your current you know investment criteria or would be the perfect one yeah i mean i can just tell you we're looking at a couple of deals right now with our investment group um you know and i actually have a checklist i'm creating that i go through on every single deal i'm happy to share that with your audience if that's something of interest to you but um, we're looking at a project right now. First, it starts with me for the operator. So like it has to be a strong operator. Uh, so this operator, for example, they have about $250 million under management. They have a track record. They're in the market. 
Um, and even more importantly, the operator, he hasn't been in real estate syndication for very long, less than 10 years, but he's built three other businesses that are, that are in the seven and eight figure marks in annual revenue. And for me, that's really important. One, because he's got money or his team has money. And, um, and he's also just a business savvy person. And so, you know, when we're dealing in large commercial real estate, what you're buying is a business. Like more than anything, you're buying a business because you have, you have revenue, you have expenses, you have management. And so it's the same principle. Do you know how to run a business? And so that's like, first thing, operator, are they competent, right? Like, are they going to be able to handle my money and they plan to be here for a long time? So that was one. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. That's the quickest way to lose your money, right? Uh, what about, can, can then, I just ask you a question in between? Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, but like, what do, do you even ask all these like operators, like what's the reason for them to selling these properties? Are they looking to buy just to transition and get on other properties, you know, in a portfolio or what, what's the reason for them to, to, to sell right now while you're buying the same property? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. I always like to know the answer to that, but you got to realize like, you know, people are always trying to grow and build. And so, um, I mean, we've had one of the greatest runs ever in real estate, you know, in, in the U S and so people, they balled at the bottom, you know, and now this thing is topped off and they think like, let me just get out while I can. So that's probably one of the biggest reasons that people are motivated to sell. Um, and so you might be asked, like, well, why would you buy then? Like if they've made all the equity, why would you buy? And that doesn't mean that there isn't value still in these deals. Um, or some people could be selling because they've already kind of uh, used all of the great tax benefits there are in owning real estate. There's cycles to that. And so they're ready now to kind of sell that asset, take their equity and go put it into something else where they can kind of reset that cycle. So those are a couple of reasons. But for example, like this last deal with this operator, that we're, uh, not the last deal, a deal that we were best and final on and did not end up getting. Um, it was owned by an institution fund. They bought in 2010 in the Raleigh, North Carolina market. Um, and if you know anything about Raleigh right now, that, that market has exploded with growth, population, jobs in the last decade. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this institutional fund bought it at a great time. And now they're ready to exit. They've made their money. But because it was institutional funds, they didn't really do much to the property. So they didn't do any renovations interior, you know, inside of the place. Um, and then over these 10 years, all these other apartment complexes around this one building have been renovated. They're, you know, they're demanding $150 to $200 more per unit. And so what that allows us to do as smaller operators is go into this apartment complex we're buying it at a premium yes but there's still a lot of room on that deal because that institution fund that institutional fund they didn't do anything with it for 10 years and so there's a great opportunity there to put mm -hmm. some equity in or put some capital into you know renovating the units to be able to increase those rents and you know double our equity i mean that's that's a real strong possibility in a deal like that so yeah. it's deal specific and I think there's still room to, to, um, to really make good money in, in real estate, you know, at the top of the market, you just got to be really selective. You know, one of the things I'm looking for is, you know, especially in value add multifamily right now, how much of the capital that's being spent on renovating the deal, like what percentage of that is actually going towards things that actually increase rent. Yep. Because the farther you get into the market cycle, meaning the higher we are the market cycle, right? The, the, uh, 
the, the more you want that capital going to things that people pay dollars for, right? So just, just think about it like when you're a tenant and you, you're renting, you're going into an apartment complex, what are you looking for to make you want to, you know, spend that extra 50 bucks, probably washer dryer in the unit, you know, granite countertops, amenities. What they don't care about, even though this is really important, is when was the last time the electricity was updated or, you know, the hot water heaters were updated. All those things really matter once you get into the unit, but nobody really asks those questions up front. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we want to make sure like those things have already been taken care of so that we can spend the money on the things that actually increase our rent. So yeah. those are harder to find right now, uh, but those are the type of deals I'm looking for. As an investor. Yeah. I'm glad that you covered this as well, because that was my follow-up question. What strategies will we implement to increase the NOI? So, but you just answered that. So can I, yeah. can I just ask you about this particular deal that you just spoke in Raleigh? Is, is it the off-market deal? No, it was not an off-market deal. Not an off-market. Okay, okay. Yeah, because, you know, how do you come across, like, institutional, you know, companies and, like, with offers? Because, again, if, if the market doesn't know, like, South Carolina, North Carolina, like, everything down south, you know, people, you know, moving, again, you know, it's going to yeah. become renter, like, everybody's renting down south. Yeah, like, renter paradise, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's good. But, like, the question is, how do you find these deals, like, you know, if it's still on market? Like, what it, would what it take for somebody? Because, again, maybe you operate on a little bit different level. So, but maybe for somebody who's starting, how do they find, like, these deals that would be on market or off market? What would be, the like, a starting point? Yeah, I mean, that is the benefit of partnering with strong operators, right? Like, I would have... You know, I would have not been able to find that deal because I'm not in that market. I'm not building the relationships, but they are. So, so they're able to get those type of deals. So, um, to, to that point, you know, it's why it pays the partner. You know, and 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 that's you're we're paying the. You know, that's why they get a percentage of the deal as well because they're putting in the work to go find those those properties. Uh, so that's that. But, you know, on a smaller level, just do the things people aren't willing to do. And so, for example, like our team, we're looking to put together some deals of our own here on the West Coast. And we, you know, essentially have put together a list of about 150 apartment complexes in the Arizona Phoenix market. And, you know, we're personally making phone calls to the owners of the LLCs that own these properties. Mm -hmm. And we had to go, you know, we had to hire some virtual assistants to help us kind of get this information Yep. You know, so there's a, there's a lot of grunt work to it, but we're, we're willing to do the work that most people aren't going to do. And so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're hustling. And so that, I mean, that's the answer. Do what people aren't willing to do. You know, if people are not willing to get on the phone, make the phones. If people are not willing to mail, you know, a gift box to owners, mail them a gift box, like figure out what people are not willing to do and then go do it. Cause that's going to set you apart every time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you're talking about again. Um, are you? Do you have any properties in in California as well? Again, you're from California, somewhere there, yeah. Yeah, we so yeah, we own we own a duplex here in California, but that's it. Okay, okay. Because I think people in there, you know, landlords landlords in there will be super happy to sell you some properties, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I don't. We're not we're not investing in California. We, our our target markets are Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we're actually looking in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Kansas City and Raleigh, North Carolina. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, can we talk about some risks? Because somebody's just watching and they look at it like, oh my God, like everything is nice, 
you know, maybe again, partners, you know, I get a mentor, you know, like, okay, I need to get a capital online, but what about some risks involved when investing in a multifamily? Cause again, it's a recession proof asset, but is there any risks involved into this bit besides the kind of uh, doing your own due diligence learning and, you know, making sure that everything is, is in place. Yeah. I mean, it's real estate, man. I mean, it's an investment, like there's tons of risk. I'll tell you a great story. I'm actually talking about this tomorrow at our investor breakfast. Yeah, I mean, the one of the deals, first deals we did, I put a lot of trust in the sponsor. He had a lot of experience. He he owned a, several thousand units in this market that we were buying in or that we were investing in. He had worked with his property manager on all of those units. And so it seemed like, hey, this is a great thing. You know, you have the experience. You're working with the same management team. Things should be okay. Well, we get a couple months into the deal and it comes out that his management company actually is in shambles that the owner of the management team got cancer and has been neglecting the property like pretty much since acquisition and so eight of the units had flooded and nothing had been done to them they weren't being renovated nobody was living in them and so that was on me because i assumed right that oh this competent sponsor and he messed up too i mean there's no doubt right that he didn't do his job but I didn't do my job as a passive investor and in really essentially checking off the list to make sure um, that everything was going to look good. So, yeah, I mean, that was a big mistake. That was a risk there. there there's a lot of moving parts. And that's why, again, like it, it pays to to work with experts. Um, yeah, and, you know, that's why I created that checklist, because I want to make sure that people know here's the questions you should be asking so you don't lose money. And so, yeah, that was, that was a learning experience for me to say, you know, it's one thing to take somebody's word front for it, but, you know, as much as it's just, I've learned that I got to put my own eyes on it, especially if I'm going to be putting 50, a hundred K of my own money. And then from my perspective, like I'm bringing in now a million, $2 million into a deal. I can no longer just assume what the sponsor is saying. I got to check and, you know, check and verify. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, de- definitely. Again, I'm not going to be picking on people, uh, you know, the ones who are starting out fresh, but like, yeah, you have to be cautious if you're looking to invest into deals passively, because again, I know there's a lot of people excited, like everybody's talking like multifamily, like, oh my God, I'm in love with it. Like, I love it more than my wife. And it's just like, it's crazy. You know, people, I see people doing crazy stuff, but uh, it's, it's awesome. Like you have to be passionate about the business. You have to show people that you're passionate, but only passion and excitement is not going to make the deal work. Like, you know, I think it takes a little bit more than that. So you Mm -hmm. have to be cautious because on the surface, it might look like people are passionate and they're like, whoa, you know, this is a fantastic deal, but you have to do your own definitely research and due diligence to make sure that, you know, you don't get this type of story that you just, you know, tell us. So, yeah. And that's what, there's so much good education out there now that teach you how to do that, that did not exist. And, you know, you know really since i mean podcasts just started you know the last couple of years and so there's a lot of good free information if yeah. you're looking to do that i mean you know again i'll i'll give my checklist to your your folks if, if they want it to be able to you know look at deals passively on their own um so there's just so much good resources out there now to yeah to be able to you know not make those same mistakes but they still happen still risky it's why it's, I mean, everything comes down to relationships yeah. and uh, that's what my business is built around is, is good relationships. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's really no shortcut to that. 
Exactly. And like, like, I'm just going to extend on that, what you mentioned, like you can track what people actually did, you know, because people can say, you know, great stuff, they can talk that but you can actually go like on social medias and Facebook, like I heard these stories a couple of times, where people talk, you know, they, they talk over coffee, like, Oh, I, I got this and this is my background and whatever. So and then people go and, and look them up on the Facebook and there's no Facebook, there's no LinkedIn, there's no and it's like, <laughs> Like, whoa, why you don't have these? Like, why are you hiding something? Or, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. again, you know, you can go on social media and actually do the background check to make sure that these people are legit. They, they you know, they do business long enough. And, you know, so. It's crazy. Like, social media presence me, now, it's, it took like me a, like, it's like the first thing. Yeah. It took me, like, two seconds to find you. I just Googled, like, Ellis Hammond. Here we go. Like, all the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you have to today, right? Like, and that's yeah. why, you know, because most people, when they talk to me, they're never really asking questions about me because I have enough content on the internet with our podcasts, with our, you know, our articles, my website, LinkedIn, the content proofs there that people know me. And that's the whole point of producing the content is like, I don't want the first time we get on the phone is the first time you're getting to know me. Like you should, you should know me very well by that point. Cause it just makes the kind you know, I'm not trying to sell you on me. Like you should be convinced of me. Now we just need to talk about like, is this a good decision or not? whether you should be in this, this part of the deal. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so can we touch, uh, you know, a little bit about the mentorship, you know, because you mentioned it's, it's a crucial point. People mm -hmm. should pay more attention, you know, to it. So, so it, should I get a mentor when I start out or where I'm already in the business or what, what, what is the, what, when is a good time for somebody to get a mentor? Yeah, I mean, right away, no doubt. And I'm not saying we should go spend 50 grand in a mentorship program. I'm just saying like, go, you know, get around, I mean, even if it's your local real estate group for right now, and just kind of learning and hearing what people are doing, you know, taking people to coffee, grabbing a beer, grabbing a pint right over and in, in, over and out is what they, what they say. I was in Dublin once. I loved it, man. I Guinness. told you, I way, way, way too many pints when I was there, <laughs> so I had to come back, but um, uh, yeah. loved it. And uh, yeah, so like, that's a, that's a great way to find a mentor is just, I mean, that's literally how I found my mentor. I, I started telling everybody in my room, one of my co-workers at the time so me and my I think my landlord owns real estate and uh so I got his number and I I said let's connect you know the first time we met I don't think he took me very seriously and then I, I said hey let's go out again this time I want to take you to dinner I want to buy you wine you know and that was when our connection really began and, and he was the guy who helped us find our first deal and so it cost me you know maybe a hundred bucks for dinner but it was so worth it because like I told you I made over 100k on that first deal and um so yeah i mean find a mentor right away and i would say as you kind of begin to figure out what you want to do in the world of real estate because there's like i said there's so many different ways it's not just multi-family once you kind of figure out this is my niche mm -hmm. then then i think you should pay for a mentor um right. you know i paid then you start paying for that education because then then you you could start going fast because in the beginning you don't know what you're doing like for, and that's what I did early on. I was just kind of throwing money at the wall because I was just so hungry to learn. I wish I'd have just kind of slowed down, learned on my own for a little bit, and then, you know, put all that money into kind of my lane. So that'd probably be the best thing I can give. Um, best advice for that. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So for the people who are watching and thinking like, my God, like 50 K for the mentor, like, are you kidding me? Like I, I have only 50 bucks in my pocket right now. And maybe Ellis can <laughs> recommend me three business or non-business books that I can grab on Amazon. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, I mean, so are we talking about if they just want to get involved in real estate? Yeah. Yeah. Business, non-business that, you know, helped you to get into real estate business that yeah. led you to, to this. Yeah. The ABCs of real estate investing is a, was a foundational book for me. Just kind of understanding. Yeah. Uh, Ken McElroy. You know, yeah. Ken McElroy is part of the rich dad, poor dad series, which of course, you know, most people, you know, probably heard that book, but that was a foundational book for me. Um, you know, Joe Fairless has a, essentially a, like a textbook on apartment syndication called the best ever apartment syndication book or something. It's very popular. It's a red book. It's kind of like a, it really is a textbook to the world of apartment syndication. That's really good from a real estate entrepreneurship. A, a Bible, a real estate Bible. Yeah, it really is. It re it's an apartment syndication Bible yep. in a lot of ways. Like it is, yep. it is the guide. He's done an incredible job of creating a resource for that. Um, uh, another guy who is a personal mentor of mine in the world of capital raising is Hunter Thompson, raising money for real estate. Uh, it just came out actually, and um, a really great book. Another kind of how-to guide on how you can begin to leverage other people's monies to to do deals and to do bigger deals, which is which is what I you know I, I think is a better model anyway. So that was a Hunter's a, again a mentor that I paid for because of his experience and knowledge when I figured out what I wanted to do. So he just came out with a good book. So I I definitely recommend his stuff as well. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for the book recommendations. And if you didn't get a chance to, um, you know, heard hear hear them, you can you know uh, just go back and and re-listen or rewatch this. So definitely gonna check these out. Uh, didn't read a few of them, but uh, you know we'll we'll see we'll see. So. Okay, so what about starting um, again in a real estate space? You know, there's a lot of people watching. Maybe they're single or uh, together. I don't know, but maybe they don't feel confident enough, you know, to do this by themselves, or you know, or should they? So the question is, should I get a you know partner from a get go where I'm looking to start, you know, in this business, or should I, you know, go and try things by myself? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it comes down to, like once you figure out what you want to do, <laughs> like. There's no faster way to accelerate than to leverage the expertise of others. And so, mm -hmm. for example, if you were to send me a deal and I, and I have to get into it and start looking at the spreadsheets and the numbers, I mean, I, I just get so bogged down, you know? So that's just not what I do. Like, I like being up in front of people. I like building relationships. I like talking, connecting. But as far as like finances go, I just, that's, that's real. It's not that I can't do it, but it slows me down, and I want to be going fast at all times. And so, I have a partner in my business, and he's he does underwriting all day long. And so, I just send it to him. He looks at it, gives me a report. We talk through it, and we we make an we decide if we want to make an offer on it or not. And if we do, you know, if he says this looks good, we'll talk through it some more. Okay, what about the market? What about the surrounding area? You know, and so. For sure, I mean, a partnership in that regard just makes me better, makes my team better. It, it makes me move faster. And yeah. so, you know, but for him, for example, he, he gets me. Like, he's not a very, you know, he doesn't like me in front of the crowd. He's not on these podcast shows. So we make a good team because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be on probably 20 shows this month, and he would, he would hate that. So together, we're, we're a really strong team because, I'm really weak at some areas where he's really strong and I'm really strong at some areas that he's really weak in. So partnership makes a ton of sense. And just in the, like, there's so much going on, like to do a deal, to actually do a deal, you know, especially the bigger you go, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of 
the connections you have to make, you have to raise the money, you have to do the due diligence, you have to make the offer, it's a lot of moving pieces. And so to be able to try and do that all on your own, it's really tough. Yeah, um, I'm so happy that, that you cleared this out because again, I asked the kind of the same question. I know I asked you, you know, the same about, you know, partnerships or going alone, but uh, I think it's very important because again, some of the people maybe are, they're not that fresh, you know, who are watching and they already know they have to be in the business to kind of a transition to real estate investing because, you know, people who are in syndication business, they recommend for you either to have a business to show people that you, you know what you're actually doing with the money that you're, you know, capable of running a business because that you're going to syndication is a business or you have some real estate background. You've been an agent or I, I don't know, you, you already have a deals, you know, assets under management, but mm -hmm. if, business people are looking to start, you know, investing into like acquiring multifamily syndication deals. You know, there's a lot of those, including myself before I was always thinking like, man, I can do everything by myself. You know, I'm the best. Nobody else is better than me. Like I know things. And that's where you make mistakes because you think you, you, you actually know everything, which, which is like, you don't know anything. There's people with more experience, more, time on this planet, you know, cause I'm 30, there's people, you know, 50, 60 year olds, year, year old, you know, who did business for 40 years. Yep. So they, they definitely know more than me. So, right. Mm -hmm. Super important. Okay. So let's go to the 2020 again, special year. And uh, I hope it's going to bring some great, great, you know, stuff to your business. And it's, you know, kind of a magical number, I think, you know, so can, <laughs> you, talk, can you talk, you know, to the people about your business goals for this year? Can you share some of those? Yeah. I mean, the thing I'm most excited about is we're, we're building the number one mastermind community for faith driven real estate entrepreneurs. So specifically those who are Christian Christians and, and really share that, uh, share that belief. Uh, we have put together, we've put together a mastermind that really is serving uh, folks who are really geared towards building a business around real estate investing. And so we have an advisory board and we have members together. At this moment, we have about $2 billion under management combined between our whole group. And we're not like, it doesn't necessarily mean we're all doing deals together. I own 2 billion, but collectively speaking, there's yeah. a ton of experience in the group. And, and part of that is, man, is, you know, what we've talked about here, like it gets harder and harder to find deals. And then not only that, but people you trust. So it's really hard to screw somebody that you're in close proximity with, right? That you got to see them all the time or you're going to this in-person event next month with them. And so um, there's that, but then also the synergy of really trying to, you know, you, we share our faith in common uh, and then we're all really trying to grow our portfolio. So there's some real synergy there to, to accelerate our, our, our growth. So I'm really excited to build that. That's called Kingdom Capitalist. Um, you know, if anybody is, you know, it resonates with that, it's kingdomcapitalist.co. Link, link down below. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, link down below. Uh, check us out. Love to love to get connected. So that's like my passion. I, I just want to build a community. That's what I'm good at. That's what I, I love doing. Um, so we're really focused on building that. I, I think I think if we can build that strong, we'll never have to worry about good deal flow in capital ever again because we've built an ecosystem. So like that is like the domino, you know, the one domino that if we can really do well, um, that I don't think we'll ever have issues for our investors or for us again. And then, you know, we still have our investment side of things. We're looking to acquire our own deals as well as provide equity for some other partners. And so um, that's elefhammond.com. Be happy to connect with people there. 
and uh or just shoot me a message on linkedin that's 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 where i you know i, I put a lot of content would love to would love to connect with people awesome awesome so can you just share with people a little bit more again coming from real estate business because again having a social media company that provides really you know service for real estate businesses can you just talk about like what marketing tools are you currently using? Could be social media, any, any marketing or, you know, digital tools that you use for your business to make it easier for yourself to run on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would just say from a, from a uh, social perspective, like LinkedIn is a great place to start establishing yourself. Like there's so many ways to part, find partners and find investors. Uh, LinkedIn is a great, like you got to get on LinkedIn create a profile, start putting out good content, or just start interacting with other people's content within your industry. Like that's a massive, massive value add to my business and my network. Um, a good CRM to start tracking conversations with investors is a huge thing that I use. It's kind of, you know, what like my, the lifeblood of my company, because I can go to my CRM. I can see the last time we chatted, what is going on with them. It sends me reminders. So just trying to get organized on that front and then uh you know that because i'm like i said i'm more on the networking piece and driving our business forward we started our own breakfast here in san diego eggs and cash flow right so if anybody's ever in san diego come come join us but um yeah beginning to essentially establish myself as a person of influence is really beginning to build momentum so we have the breakfast which you know is, is one of the fastest growing investment communities in san diego i have the podcast show now and i'm you know creating content for that people are seeing and so it's just like you already said it's you know if people don't know you they can't do business with you and so um i want people to know me because i think not just because you know i want to be successful but i think we're doing something good like we can really change people's lives with, with the work and the, the type of opportunities we're providing with our community. And so I'm just passionate about this stuff and I want people to know about it. I don't get paid for this breakfast that we do twice a month. And I mean, we spend money to put the breakfast on, but you know, when people walk away and they say, man, I'm so fired up from being around this community and I'm, I'm ready to go do something different in my life. Dude, that was, that's worth every, that's bit that we put into yeah. making that happen right and so we get that all the time and so um, i mean don't get me wrong man, I, i'm a capitalist i like making money and i, I want to make a lot of it because i think capital equals influence and we can have a lot of influence there too but definitely um you know it's it doesn't happen in silos so awesome awesome beautiful beautiful okay so can you tell people again uh where they can find you you know on all these different mediums social media mediums get in yeah. contact with you if they're interested you know listen to podcast linkedin whatever you have yeah. just yeah if you're confused just go to linkedin right like linkedin forward slash i n forward slash ellis hammond is probably the best like you just ask me hey ellis well <laughs> point me in this direction i'll be happy to shoot me a message but if you're if you um are a real estate entrepreneur and uh, you are a Christian, we, we have a, a mastermind called Kingdom Capitalist. That's just kingdomcapitalist.co. And then if you're an investor just looking to begin to, yeah, down below, and if you're a passive investor, you're looking just to begin to invest in real estate deals. If you're, we, we specifically work uh, with business owners and entrepreneurs because I have just found like business entrepreneurs, business owners, entrepreneurs, they want to try and do everything. And I just try and convince them like, dude, Focus on your one thing and then let's start taking 
you know, slices of that revenue you're making and putting that in passive investment opportunity. So a lot of our network, our business owners and entrepreneurs who want to be in real estate, but let's be honest, they don't got the time because of their business. Yep. And so we help them begin to invest. So that's ellishammond.com forward slash partner. And, uh, the, you know, there's an opportunity there. Oh, the checklist, man. You want to give your audience a checklist? Yeah, well, most of you have to buy the checklist. Yeah, Again, we got to get the checklist. <laughs> yeah, down below. I, you got to create a link for this. This is really easy. EllisHammond.com forward slash checklist. I'm going to put it on there for your audience. They can go get that. It's free. Awesome. That's great. Yep. Great. Thank you for sharing the value and just dropping all the knowledge. You know, yep. the experience. I, I can sense like Ellis is just such a generous person you know, giving all this, you know, information, data, resources that you can grab. Again, links down below. And but I can feel that he has so much more to give. So anybody who is in uh, San Diego, right? Yeah. You want to grab some breakfast talk cash flow, you know, go and uh, you know, join, join the meetup, you know, with him. If you want to ask him, you know, any questions, go and talk with him on LinkedIn and all the social media platforms that you can see down below in the links. So again, just super excited to have you. You know, I, I had a tremendous, great time, you know, spending these 30, 40 minutes with you. So super blessed, you know, for your presence. And I wish you all the best possible year in this 2020. So really appreciate yeah. you, Alice. You and your audience as well. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, if you enjoyed the show, again, you know what to do. Click like, subscribe, share it with the friends so more people can learn about real estate investing business and what it takes to succeed in it. So again, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks very much.